Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these quarantine-infested streets. Now, I was hoping that I would be able to stop saying that, but this morning I was really disturbed, very disturbed, from the reports that I'm seeing on Texas, Florida, Arizona, and all of these states that are rising in the, in the I guess, level of coronavirus infections. And this morning I got an alert that in Westchester County, there's another cluster, a new cluster of coronavirus infections because of some kid that went and traveled to Florida. They came back. There was a graduation ceremony. And so with the mixing and mingling, now we have some more infectees in Westchester County. So I'm a little disturbed about that. But then again, I had to sit back and think, am I really? Because the weather is nice. People are traveling. People are forgetting that coronavirus is out there. We're mingling. We're doing all these things. And I get it. We're tired of being sheltered in. We're tired of living this life especially since summer has been really nice so far. But we have to keep our masks on, people. Keep your masks on, take protections, take precautions, wash your hands. I feel like I've stopped seeing commercials and advertisements for people to wash hands. I mean, it should be second nature, but I feel like we're, we're, we're starting to get to this point where coronavirus is no longer a thing. And what it sounds like from the news report this coronavirus is actually morphing into something more dangerous than before. So there are predictions that it seems like even throughout this summer that the coronavirus is going to continue its spread and it's actually morphing into something even more dangerous than before. So it sounds like some states are even considering going back under lockdown, which is crazy. But at the end of the day, safety first, right? But either way, either way, positivity, positive vibes this Sunday. Happy Sunday, everyone. And I wanted to shout out uh, or to give a shout out to the graduates of 2020. This week, I was honored and blessed to attend a YouTube graduation for my son, Jediah Glenn, who graduated from eighth grade. So I'm going to have a high Oh, I have a high schooler. I have a high schooler, everyone. My son is going to high school, but I felt really bad for all of the kids who had to endure this YouTube graduation situation. I, as a parent, was upset because I was hoping to, you know, have a big party, to see him walk across the stage and to take family pictures and all this stuff. And instead, I got a YouTube graduation, not even a Zoom graduation where it was live, but a YouTube pre-recorded Here's your kid. Here's his name. Graduation. So I know if I was feeling it and if my son was feeling it, graduates all over the United States are feeling it. So shout out to the graduates of 2020. I really wish that your graduation year could have been better. But I think the silver lining is this. You graduated. You're going to a ne to the next level. You know, congratulations. Congratulations. 
I hope you guys make the right decisions and, you know, move on with your educational careers. I will say this, though, as a parent of a middle schooler, I know that I am feeling a lot of relief. There was a lot of drama going on in this house. Why? Because of this remote learning situation. I am not a teacher. I am not a paraprofessional. I am none of those things. And having to deal with my kid every day, you know, just the question of, hey, how's it going would tick him off sometimes because these kids were so bothered at the amount of work that they were receiving from these teachers. So I can say for myself that with school being officially over, I feel relieved that in the morning, I don't have to walk on eggshells when I say, hey, did you log in? Did you check in and sign into your classes? That the attitude will not be there. So I know that, you know, for the parents that are listening to this show, uh, we got it. We got this far. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the situations will be a little less tense in our households now that school is officially over. So today we have an amazing guest by the name of Silvio Lamazier. I went to school with Silvio some eons ago. We graduated from St. John's University. I met him. We were both in the choir. Um, so he is going to be a guest on our show today. He is one of the visionaries of the Black Business Walk that took place just yesterday in Harlem, New York. And it was a walk that united, you know, creatives, entrepreneurs, black, uh, black um, owners, black business owners to basically, you know, bring some sort of awareness. But it was also a way to network as well, too, because us in the black community, we are not aware of other black businesses that are that are thriving. Right. So I was on a IG live, um, call, not call, but an IG live the other day. I think it might have been Friday with um, Sam Pierre, who had Silvio come on and Emmanuel Menza, who is a, vision, a visionary and the actual founder, conceptor of the Black Business Walk. And they were talking about it, talking the about the importance of the walk and why they're doing it. And, you know, it they talked about a black water company. Now, I had heard about this black owned water company years ago, I think maybe when they were just starting out. But I forgot all about them, to be honest. And so when they talked about it, I was like, wait, like, you know, I'm drinking gallon water. Maybe I can order water from them, you know. And so we just started talking about the importance of highlighting these businesses and spending our dollars, you know, within our own community so that we can be a force to be reckoned with as well. Right. So Silvio is going to come on. He's going to talk about the walk, talk about the experience and talk about, again, what motivated them to even do this walk. So you definitely want to keep it locked for that. But before we get on to the meat of the show, you know, we have our preliminaries. So it is now time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? Hopping on fleek, Jalit. And it's gonna be lit. Major key. It's time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. So this week's Urban Dictionary phrase of the week is late capitalism. 
the advanced stage of unmanaged capitalism in which corporations and the wealthy, having run out of quick and easy paths to profit and economic growth, begin cannibalizing the societies in which they operate instead of investing in them. Example, person A says, did you know that the boomers can now spend $8,000 to get transfusions of children's blood so they can live longer? Person B says, ha ha, late capitalism strikes again. So I don't know if this is really late capitalism. I think this is just (laughs) what capitalism is, at least for communities of color. I mean, that's all we've known major corporations and the wealthy to do is to suck the life, the life out of us is to, you know, exploit us and to cannibalize our communities. Like this is not, I don't think this is anything that's late capitalism. I think this is what a lot of us know capitalism to be. And right now we're seeing a lot of corporations and quote unquote wealthy people coming forward, denouncing racism, offering all this money to black owned businesses and trying to have some sort of interesting come to Jesus moment. I don't know with the communities, but I mean, corporations and the wealthy you know, their main mission in life, their goal in life is to make a profit, right? It's to make quick money, to find quick paths, easy paths to profit and economic growth as the late capitalism definition had stated. It's saying, you know, this is what they, this is what they, this is what they do. You know, there's, I don't think there's any other way to really describe it but this is what major corporations do that's why there's so many violations ethical violations there's so much discrimination and so much so many issues that go on with these corporations and wealthy people because they're they're not here for us they're here for their own economic gain they're here for their own financial interest right now with some of these companies if they can throw a little bone to the community to make it look like they're doing something for them, of course they will, because that's part of their business plan. That's part of their strategic planning. That's why we're seeing a lot of these companies now coming forward and denouncing and and throwing all this money to black corporations and, and, and businesses and all this other stuff, because they understand that this negative press, right? We're in this 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 era right now. Right now we're in this moment where People are fighting for equality and people are calling out different institutions on their racism. We're, we're calling out, you know, CEOs and business owners and, 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 and the wealthy and all this other stuff, all these other people. We're calling them out. I mean, every other day now, there is a school that is taking down a statue. Just the other day, I saw that Princeton University is renaming the Woodrow Wilson Hall or public. I think it's the School of Public and International Relations or something like that. Either way, the the, the school was called Woodrow Wilson. They've now taken that that name off the building and it's just going to be called the School of like Public and International Relations or whatever it is. But we're seeing that happen, you know, day in and day out. There's a university, there's a company that's renaming a building, renaming a wing, you know, taking down um, statues, taking down pictures and, and, and posters and whatnot, right? We're seeing all that happen. And I, I can't say that it's because they've, they've realized, wow, the racism behind this, we've been, we've been engaging and perpetrating racism and, and, and all these inequities through, through this, 
through this naming of this building of Woodrow Wilson or, you know, this statute that represents all this negativity, all this this hatred. We've been having it erected in front of our, our you know, our 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 capital buildings and our governmental buildings. Wow, we need to take it down. I don't know if that's because there's a real, you know, come, to, come I keep saying come to Jesus because my womp womp is is going to be focused on some guy called Jesus, but it's it's not I don't think it's based on this this uh revelation, right? That we've been perpetuating racism. I think it's because wow, we have a lot of international students, you know, we are not trying to aggravate you know, the the people that will be spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a degree at our institution. And I think with these corporations, they just don't want they don't they don't want that smoke. They don't want, you know, their sales to decline. They don't want to see a loss in profits. I mean, they're already seeing losses in profits because of the coronavirus. They don't want to see any more due to racism, right? Due to inequities and things of that nature. So I don't really think this this uh, definition of late capitalism, I don't I don't think that it's late. I think it's just capitalism. I think they should take the late out of it and just call it capitalism and, and leave it at that. Um, so I thought it was very interesting that they termed it late capitalism. But I, I think that that's the wrong definition. I don't think that it should be called that. So either way, that's the definition for the week. That's the word of the week. If you guys agree with me, let me know. And if you don't, well, you know it's america right you get you get the right to not agree with me but either way we are now on to the big up of the week so this week's big up of the week goes to the TikTok teens, the teeny boppers, the Generation Zers who bought up all of the tickets to the Trump rally that took place last week. Now, I love to see it. I love to see our young people being active in these streets. You know, I'm not a TikToker. I don't have the account because I don't want the KGB coming after me. But I have been seeing a lot of TikTok videos on, you know, that have been replayed on Instagram and Facebook. And these kids are woke as hell and they are taking action. They're using their social media platforms, whether it be TikTok, Snapchat and all these others to really inform each other. I can't tell you how many videos, TikTok videos I've seen from white kids who are educating black people <laughs> on black African-American history, which is quite interesting to me. But it just goes to show that these kids are not playing games. They are not playing games with their lives. They're not playing games with their society. And they are taking back hold of their country, right? And I, I commend them for it. I When I heard the story about the TikTok teens buying up all the seats, I had to chuckle because I had seen reports that the Trump rally was not so well attended. And I wasn't 100% sure why, because I know that the Trump Americans will risk their lives to go see their their savior, right? But then I saw that it's because a lot of the tickets, thousands of tickets <laughs> were were already reserved and these TikTok teens did not show up. I heard there was even an overflow room that had no overflow, again, courtesy of the TikTok teens. So I just wanted to big them up. I didn't do it last week. 
but I wanted to do it this week because I thought it was the somebody was talking about it yesterday and I was like, oh, I got to big them up this week because it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. But it, it was it just goes to show like these kids are not like they're not kids. They are woke. They're out here. They're ready to fight and they're ready to take back their communities and their societies. So we have to support them. We have to support our young our young generation teeny boppers. So that's the big up of the week. So now with every high, you guys know that there is a low and this week's low, (laughs) this week's low. I don't even have the guy's real name because he goes by, he goes by this name. He calls himself the son of. Uh, what, what is it? The son of God, Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. So we have another Jesus in these streets, right? So yesterday, according to the New York Post, this individual who goes again by the son of God, Lord, Jesus, Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ has been was arrested he was arrested by the nypd apparently 12 of the boys rolled up to washington square park where they found son of god and they arrested him however here's the funny part so apparently son of god that's his nickname because i cannot keep saying this entire name but jesus you know (laughs) jesus apparently was squatting in a drained out fountain in washington square park those of you who are familiar you know exactly what fountain i'm talking about so I guess when the virus hit, that's where he decided that he was going to camp out. So he apparently has collected chairs and there's a little sofa like it's his whole thing. And apparently the community has not been, you know, uh, keen on this. But I guess there was nothing that they can do. They felt like they were they were I don't know. Their hands were tied when it came to Jesus. So apparently Jesus, as this as the 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 summer has rolled in, has liked to walk around uh, nude with sarongs on, you know, being Jesus, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know, guys. (laughs) Either way, he got into a fight naked with two other individuals who I mean, they weren't naked. I'm looking at the picture here. They had pants on, but a naked Jesus got into a melee of some sort. This is this physical altercation where he was wrestling two men in the drained fountain of Washington Square Park. And so at that point, I guess enough was enough. And NYPD was called to come arrest this man who alleges that he's autistic and who alleges that he is from, you know, Pennsylvania. But either way... I mean, we see a lot of things in New York City, right? This is probably not even the most craziest thing that we've seen. However, it's just so interesting that um, Jesus, that son of God, Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ um, (laughs) was in over. He was literally I'm going to repost this picture on my social media, but he was literally in a wrestling position, naked, naked. In the street, and there were spectators watching this wrestling match. Like, I don't know at what point they finally called 911, but I mean, there were people huddled around watching Son of God, Lord Savior Jesus Christ, engage in a serious um, wrestling match with two other individuals. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. (laughs) 
I don't even know what to say. But that is our what in the Jesus Christos of the week. I mean, the name is the name is is so fitting. It's not even funny. I had to report on it. I had to report on it. But either way, we are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very special guest, Silvio Lamazier. Silvio, say hello. Hey, how's that going, everyone? How you doing, Rita? Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. <laughs> you welcome. You welcome. So Silvio and I actually go way back. We, you know, go way back to St. John's University days in the Voices of Victory Choir. That's where I actually met you. I used to sing. I yes. used to sing. <laughs> that's, that's why I was in the choir at the background. <laughs> singing in the back, you know. But and not a soloist. <laughs> I saw him out singing for the Lord, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's where we met each other, singing for Jesus. That's mm-hmm. where we met. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're really good friends with one of my friends, Naomi. Yes. Yes, we, we share the same birth date, so, you know, that's our connection. <laughs> And I know you're gonna name me Yeah, that that was our thing. We were like twin. We call each other twins every every time we saw each other. But either way, um, Silvio, just let me know a little bit about who you are. Let's share with the people what the amazing things you're doing in these streets are. All right. So my name is Silvio. I like long walks on the beach. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my name is Silvio, and I'm a, as you can see, I'm a young black man, and uh, basically my career path is in HR. Uh, I got my master's in I.O. psychology with a concentration in HR management. And that's where I career path right now. Um, but I'm also someone who likes to do philanthropy things. Like uh, a few years back, I actually was uh, the New Yorker of the week because I actually raised money for a program named called TEAT. So TEAT mm-hmm. actually helps underprivileged kids that are in low social economic status uh, living. But basically, they don't have the access to uh, the assets to actually use what they have in their mental to actually go about so much further. So what they do is they mentor these students to actually uh, get to the top schools, the top colleges, and they mentor them throughout the whole process. And then from there, it pays forward because they come back and they mentor the kids after that. So it was just a great opportunity. And I felt like, you know, I just wanted to give back somehow, some way, because I'm always, I, I like to be active. So my mm-hmm. thing is, why not be active and give back? I'm not the richest person in the world, but you know, I could do something for the community and that's what I love to do. Yes. You're very community minded. I will say, I mean, I've been watching you on social media all these years. <laughs> very animated too. I'm very animated. I'm a little crazy, a little animated, but you know, it's all I'm <laughs> but good though, but good animated, good, crazy guys. If you know, in, in the event that, you know, since you gave your dating profile, you like to take long walks on the beach in the event that people are listening, he's a good animated. <laughs> So, Silvio, I know yesterday you were involved in this epic event that took place in Harlem, New York, the Black Business Walk. I want you to talk about that. I mean, I know a lot of people saw the flyers, they saw the post, but they weren't 100 percent sure what this was about, what was going on. And I know that on Friday, I think it was Friday night, I was on an Instagram live with Sam Pierre where he had you and Emmanuel Menza, the other visionary and other Johnny, uh, come on and talk about the, the vision for this walk. So a lot of people were not able to be on that live, obviously. And so and there are many people who were not able to attend this walk. So if you could talk to us about what the thought process was, well, one, what is, what is the business, uh, the Black Business Walk? Um, to what 
what went into to even coming up with this concept? Like, what was the purpose of it? And then three, you know, share the experience of the walk, like how you felt, what what took place. Okay. Yes. So let me tell you how the whole walk came about. So it's about two weeks ago, my friend Emmanuel Mensa reached out to me. Like he always wakes up sometimes and says, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what's up? He's like, you know, there's all these marches, but there's no march that is here for the black community, for the black business community, actually. And I was like, hmm, let's talk more about it. And he was like, let's bring something together while we can actually have all the black businesses come together and march together and build a new black Wall Street. Mm. You know? And I was like, that's a great idea. And, you know, with me, as soon as someone gives me a great idea and I feel that it's actually a good cause, I'm 100% in. I'm 100% in. So once he told me that idea, my mind was just racing, 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 how, mm-hmm. we, could, how we could do this, how we could do this, how we could do this. And one thing I learned from going to school and going to St. John's is that network is key. Yep. So you know what? I use my network, St. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre, and I spoke to him. And then from there, it was a domino effect of other people we reached out to, other people we reached out to. Then from there, it just grew and grew and grew. So as you know, Black, the Black Wall Street happened in Oklahoma, where it was an affluent community of Black businesses run by Black owners. But unfortunately, <laughs> mm. that Black community and Black business actually got burned down. For whatever reason, the white I mean, we can call it out. We know how the white people are sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I I, I hate thinking like that, but unfortunately, that's how society is. Mm-hmm. They burned it down. So now it's 2020, but there is no new Black Wall Street. We have a bunch of Black businesses, but there's no unification in the Black business community, mm-hmm. which is crazy. If you look at the Jewish community. If you look at the Asian community, they all support each other. Yep. It's a strong, unified community. But the black business community, the numbers aren't the same. No. And we're segmented. We're all over the place. And what I think in regards to that is the reason why it's like that is because back in the days, in slavery days, they made it a competition for us. So everything was a competition. And we weren't ever supposed to really support each other. Mm Mm-hmm. So that past has stemmed to this present time right now. And that's why black community isn't really supporting each other as much as they should. Like the Jewish community, like the Asian community, like the Polish community, like the Russian community. It's not as strong unified as what it should be. So our thought process was, let's try to find a way to bring all these black businesses together. And you know what? Let's use our resources and work together and formulate something where we could buy off each other instead of buying off someone else. Yeah. Let's be our own wholesalers. Let's bring each other together and be, and bring the wealth to our community. Let's make our own wealth, you know? And yeah. that's how the whole thing. I mean, when I was on the live and I was hearing, you know, you and Emmanuel talk about it, I was like, this is the type of vision that we need at the, at a time like this. Right. Because like you said, there are so many black businesses. I can't, I can't keep count. 
I feel like everyone I know has a black business, but nobody else knows about that black business. There's no real directory in a sense, right? Like I found out on the live that you had Final Destinations. I knew you were traveling all over the place because of Instagram, but I didn't know that there was a business model behind it, right? I didn't know that. (laughs) So when I found out about it, I was like, well, next time I want to book a travel experience, I'm going to go to Silvio because that's my boy. I know him and that's what's going to happen. So, and then the Blackwater Company, I had heard about it years ago. But I, you know, I lost touch with it. And then now I'm like, I can order my water from this black water company, black owned water company. Strengthen the black business community. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I think that what you guys are doing, I mean, Emmanuel, we used to be, we were the same major in college. And so we had a lot of classes together. And I remember one day he told me that he's going to work for me one day, but it looks like I might be working for him one day because he's out here. He's out here building businesses and empires. No, nah, let's not work for each other. Let's work together. <laughs> no, let's work together. <laughs> so with respect to the march that took place yesterday, it took place in Harlem, right? So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like yesterday. So let me go back to why it even happened in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So if you really think about it, where is the Mecca of Black businesses? I mean, Harlem is Harlem is the Mecca. Harlem, New York. Mm-hmm. At first, I said, let's do it in Brooklyn. Everything happens in Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> I even live in Brooklyn, but I know all the marches happen in Brooklyn. Like, when I've been to marches, it's been in Brooklyn. I even go to the ones in Queens. But don't get it twisted. I love Queens. I'm living Queens. <laughs> I don't want to move to Brooklyn. But unfortunately, the big marches happen in Brooklyn. Yes. But when I was talking to Maggie, Maggie was like, nah, Harlem's the Mecca of black businesses. Let's bring it to Harlem. And the epicenter of Harlem is 125. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, Sylvia, where do you think you could do with that? My brain. Blah, 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 blah. Adam Clayton Power Building. Mm-hmm. The center of Harlem. Down the block from the Apollo. We could do that at the Apollo, but I'm like, you know what? Let's do it at the Adam Clayton Power Building because that is a political building. Yeah. And we can make more noise there. You know? Mm-hmm. So we chose Harlem for that reason. And I'm happy that we chose Harlem, but I wish more Harlem black businesses would have came out though. Ah, okay. That was the thing. Like I can understand though, because again, some of these black businesses, they don't know me. They don't know man. They don't know some of the people that are organizing this. So they probably like, what the hell is going on? Whatever. Black business march, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But the thing about it is that I felt that, you know, we could have had more black business supporters mm-hmm. come out. But also another thing that was detrimental to the walk was that it was thunderstorms that were in the forecast. <laughs> yeah, I was so, watching. I was praying for you guys too. So you understand, like that night before, the morning of, while I was there, oh, I was praying. You understand? And God made a way because literally it did not rain until after the march was over. So God held those storms up because when I was looking at the weather, it said the time we, from the time before we started, it was supposed to rain until mm-hmm. the time it ended, it was supposed to rain. And it was supposed to be thunderstorms. But thank God, it didn't. God was like, so will my son. I will hold you down. And I was like, thank you, God. You know? <laughs> God is amazing, man. God is everything. I, I tell people that all the time. But yes, it happened in Harlem, and we picked it because it's the mecca of black businesses. But I just wish more black businesses would have came out, though, from Harlem. Mm-hmm. You know, we had people come from all different boroughs. But 
like being that we was in Harlem and there were so many black businesses around us, we walked by black businesses and so forth. I wish more black business owners would have came out and supported us and came out and was with us in unity. And because again, this event wasn't for me. I wasn't getting nothing out of it. I didn't want to get anything out of it. I wasn't making money. It was basically out of the kindness of my heart. I was like, you know what? I want to bring the black business community together because I want to build a bigger network. I want to build rapport with people that don't know each other. Yeah. You know, let's build something together. You know? So it, it was, it is what it is. You know, we still made a presence and we still made some noise. Yeah. We still got to network with people that were there because we got a lot of business cards and hopefully we, we're trying to make a database of black businesses and so forth mm-hmm. that actually seeing and uh we're just trying to make sure that everyone can connect and grow with each other because again let's support each other you know yeah and no 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 shame to any other business that's not black or anything like that but again like let's try to support each other and build our wealth yeah like we are for each other we're supposed to be for each other you know and I think that's important for people to understand. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, we're saying only buy black. So, you know, we're, we're discriminating now against other businesses. And it's not that. It's like, like you said before, the Jewish community has a strong presence. Mm-hmm. They support each other, right? They give business to each other. They strengthen themselves. It's not to say that they, they don't shop other places. But in terms of, you know, making sure that their, their business presence is good, they do that. You know, the Asians do the same thing. Their network is strong within the, the, you know, the nail salon community, the, you know, the, the grocery community. Like they make sure that their presence is strong. Do they shop at other places too? Yeah, but they made sure their network was strong first. And I think that that's where we're lacking in the black community is that we're all shopping all over the place and there's no focus on making sure that our network is strong and that there's a foundation. So I think that, you know, your, the, the business walk, I mean, I think that that's just the beginning, right, yeah. um, of what's to come. And I think that, you know, maybe there's a couple of things that could have played into why some of the business owners didn't come out. Maybe it could have been, again, the, the weather report. It could have been, you know, um, a lot of other factors. But I think that um, there definitely should be a part two, right? Yeah, I actually got uh, summoned to do another one, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, council member Farrah Lewis. Of uh, course. <laughs> she, uh, she summoned me to do one in Brooklyn. So now the whip has come out. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to do what it do, you know? <laughs> and, you know, you do it in Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn, we attend these things. <laughs> we come out. We come out. Thing like like I, I don't want to say only Brooklyn comes out, but it's, it's true. So like people really come out in Brooklyn, like, and that's a shame because I feel like everyone should come out everywhere. Yeah, I don't even live in Harlem. I went to Harlem mm-hmm. to make sure this happen. I don't live in Brooklyn. I went to Brooklyn. I went to stuff in Queens too, but I live in Queens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, like I am not afraid to go to different places and be active. Mm-hmm. No one should like stop being lazy. Let's go out and let's do something. Let's talk about it. Let's network. Let's grow our wealth. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, what happened yesterday, despite, you know, you not seeing necessarily the turn that you would want. Sometimes it's about, you know, quality, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to the quantity, because now you have business cards, you have people that you've actually connected with. Right. And now you can build on that. And then when you do the second one, is going to get even bigger because there was a first one. Sometimes the first one is not always the most, you know, I don't know, the the most 
profitable or the most, you know, aware or whatever the case is, but it's the second one. Yeah, you're right. But my, in, in regards to that, though, is that I always have high expectations always. <laughs> So, the way I think, like, we got a lot of people that came out. Don't, yeah, I saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. I got a lot of people. I just wanted to be 10 blocks full. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, wanted I feel to, you. I wanted it to be like a million man march. <laughs> down with Black Mrs. Watch. I walk, you know? I wanted it to be a million people coming down in, uni- in unity, you know? And, like, at the end of the march, it would have been like we took over the whole Central Park. Mm-hmm. The whole Central Park would have just been us. That was my vision. Well, next year that can be that, you know, like, yeah, like was, I said, you know, that's how these things are. I remember I had organized uh, a march over the bridge and I was hoping for like, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands. It didn't happen, but it's the fact that, you know, something was started and it put the fire in people to, you know, be able to start their own and to do it. So I think what you did yesterday, what you and Manny did was inspire individuals, those who were already business owners and those who wanted to be business owners. Cause it's like, wow, there looks like there's going to be a real support system if I do decide to start this business. Right. Mm-hmm. So I definitely commend you and Manny for that because a lot of us, you know, we might talk the talk, but not too many of us walk the walk. And so I think that, you know, no pun intended, <laughs> but I think that that's what you guys did yesterday. So I'm super proud of you guys. Oh yeah. It was, it was a lot of work, but I can't say it was only me and Manny. Mm-hmm. We also had Fumi, who was definitely part of the team. She was one of the uh, leading members as well. We also had Samuel Pierre. We had Mario. We also had Tyler. And that was our little little uh, team right there. Little team. <laughs> so talk about some of the sponsors that you guys had yesterday. Because I know that there was, uh, aside from the water company, I think it's Pure H2O, there were some other sponsors as well. Yes, yes, yes. So we had great sponsors, actually. So our first sponsor was Pure H2O, which is a Black-owned water company. Mm-hmm. which is amazing, you know? They actually have a Black-owned water-based company. Like, and the water was refreshing, just to let you know. It'd be Because <laughs> I was salivating, I just, you know? It was refreshing. <laughs> and we just didn't have water. We also had food sponsors as well. Our first food uh, sponsor was Caribbean Star. Caribbean Star is located in Harlem. It's actually on uh, hundred and twenty. 4th Street and Malcolm X Boulevard. So Caribbean Star is a Caribbean restaurant and they provide us with amazing food from jerk chicken to oxtail to curry chicken and rice and so forth. And uh, also we had another restaurant sponsor, which is Aqua Restaurant. They have a location in Harlem and also in the Bronx. And they provide us with amazing African food from jollof rice to chicken stew and so forth. So everyone's belly was stuffed, okay? All right. (laughs) (laughs) And the great thing about it is that it was all Black-owned businesses as well, Black-owned restaurants, Black-owned water company, and it was amazing. And I would love to also give a shout-out to the Audio Nerds. I think it's the production team. Audio Nerds, they were our production team. They held us down. They had this, They had megaphones for us. They had our microphones ready for us. They had a mm-hmm. stage for us. They had the mixers ready for us. Our DJs, uh, DJ RB Nice, DJ U-Hold, uh, uh, they were, everyone was amazing in regards to production. It was amazing. And again, I'm going to give a shout out to Fumi because Fumi made sure that everything was handled at the park and she made sure that everything was running smooth. So shout out to Fumi on that one. All right. So yes, teamwork makes the dream work and that oh, that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> no, I'm team, but uh, there was an iron wind, though, but uh, there's no iron <laughs> <team>. <laughs> I'm so over you, Silvio. 
I'm over myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that we talked about in terms of next steps, doing another business, black business March in Brooklyn. Um, Mm -hmm. We talked about creating a directory. Is there anything else that is, that stemmed from this March that you guys are starting to put together? The goal is just to build a new black wall street. Seriously. So that is the focus. We need to build our wealth and don't get, I'm gonna let you know right now. I am not even an activist. All right. (laughs) I I was never the one to be act like saying black lives matter, black power, blah, blah, blah. Cause me asking anyone, I'm always by unity. Yeah. And everything. I don't even see color. I never see color ever, ever, ever. I like you, you can see the different uh, cluster of friends I have. I have a plethora amount of eclectic range of friends. I just love unifying all different races together. Mm-hmm. But due to the fact of the injustice that's going on with the black community, the cops killing people, uh, cops uh, putting people in headlocks, cops just arresting people for no reason. Uh, these, as they call them, Karens calling cops on mm-hmm. minorities for no reason. I'm just like, you know what? I just can't take this no more. I have to do something for the community. Yeah. And I am an advocate for everyone being one because we are all the same blood. But I just want to do something for the black community in this time. Because right now, it seems like we're going backwards. Yeah. We're going backwards. It's 2020. It's not 1920. Mm-hmm. We should be moving forward. We should be building. We should be growing. Like, and again, we should stop with the ignorance as well and build our community as well. Yeah. Because I'm not going to say it's only the injustices of cops on black people. There's a lot of black on black like violence that shouldn't be happening as well. Yeah. And a lot of that black on black is still a result of, you know, the systemic racism, right? So it's like a cycle. I was about to say that too, is regards to the systemic racism, the redlining, all that that happened in the past. And that's the reason why we're still like this now. Mm -hmm. When they say, oh, there's so much black on black violence, it's due to the systemic racism that happened in the past. And that's why we're here right now. Yeah. Unfortunately. But again, I, mean, <laughs> let's, I just want unity, though. That's, that's all I want because we're all one blood. Yeah. One body under Christ. You know? Amen. I mean, have you, got, have you thought about getting into the ministry, my brother? Because, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said, you know, we all, when you said we're all one, one body under Christ, I felt that in my soul. I was like, ooh. Nah, because if you understand, I pray to God all the time. I tell him, yo, let me be a vessel to people sometimes. Mm-hmm. I ain't, the, yo, don't get, uh, I ain't the number one Christian. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm, I am not either. <laughs> like, after this, I'm probably going to go sin. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I ask for forgiveness all the time, and I always pray for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's perfect, as you know. Yeah. Only God is perfect. I know. So, I'm going to live my life. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but again, but- <laughs> though, real talk. So I do not want to end this without giving you an opportunity to talk about your business. I know you do a lot of things, but I want you, I want to give you a platform to talk about your final destinations business. Uh, you see, I don't even really talk about this that much. I mean, but see, we're talking about black businesses. That's how, that's how like, I try to make sure I focus on other things. I try not to focus on me that much, but now you give me this platform. I'm giving you a platform, my brother. I might as well talk. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yes, I do have a company called Final Destination. It's, the inception was about not even a year in yet, but our first. So, basically, what we are, just to let you know, I love to travel. I'm traveling. I like to travel all the time. I love to see 
different places, experience different cultures, try different foods. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I make money out this now? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So uh, I went to Ghana about two years ago and I was like, this is amazing. This place is amazing. And I just thought, wow, why don't I just start a travel company? And why don't I start my first trip coming back to Africa? Mm-hmm. Next year was a year of the return in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And that was a big year because basically it was in, I'm not going to say in celebration, but in memory of 400 years of them taking the first slaves from Ghana and sending them all around the world. So basically it called the year of the return because now we're returning back home. I'm Haitian, right? But all, everyone's from Africa. Really yeah. Lots of Haitians are from the West of Africa, uh, different countries in the world from all over from Africa. Africa's a large continent. So, yeah, last, this, wait, last year was the year to return, so I had to return back home. Haiti's my home, don't get twisted. Mm-hmm. America's home, too. But Africa is where it all stemmed from. Yeah. So, uh, I, me, my partner Manny, and Cynthia, uh, I, first I got Manny on board. I told Manny about my idea. He was like, oh, let's do it. Then, uh, I need someone that's really organized because I'm not the most organized. And I, <laughs> I take my best friend, Cynthia, and she was like, she's with it too. And that was the dream team right there. So we solidified hotels, we solidified excursions, we solidified different uh, events. And there's also this thing called Afrochella out there. Afrochella is a big music festival. And we have contacts with them as well. Because again, it's all about your network. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, build your network because you never know what you can gain from these people. So we use all of our networks and we created a, 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 a detailed itinerary for all of our guests from start to finish with where they're going to stay, with what they're doing the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, uh, what they're going, uh, the events that we're going to, the music festival, the times and everything. And it ain't all came into unison. And uh, from there, our first trip, we had about 40 members that came with us. 40 okay. Okay. And we even had a WNBA star that attended with us as well. And that was big. Her name is Star. Star. But she, she is a, she's actually a well-known WNBA player as well. And she attended one. Of, uh, she attended the excursions with us as well. So it was a great time. The customers had an amazing experience. And the thing about it is that they, we got to embrace the culture mm-hmm. of Ghana. We learned so much history. We experienced so much. We ate great food. We experienced the music, the people, the art. And it was just a great experience. And my thing is, with Final Destination, I want it to be an experience. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I call it Final Destination is because we try to go to different destinations. And wherever the destination is, that's a Final Destination for this trip. Mm-hmm. So that's where finest nations. You know, there's a negative connotation. But we try to spin it and do it in a lighter way. You know? Okay. Okay. And that's, that's finest nation. So we will have future trips coming up. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, uh, things have slowed down, but mm-hmm. we will pick up and we will get back into the swing of things. And so where can we contact you? Where can we find out more about final destinations? Uh, we do have a website. It's www.final-destination.com. Okay. Final-destination.com. We also have an IG page as well. Final underscore underscore destination. 
And uh, our email address is experiencefinaldestination at gmail.com. Also, right. experiencefinaldestination at gmail.com. And Sylvia, where can we contact you directly? Like, you know, I mean, are, are you open to people contacting you if they have questions about the Black yeah. Business Walk and, you know, your personal life since you did tell us that you like taking long walks yeah, on yeah. the beach? <laughs> if you want to contact me, you can call and contact me at 917 level level level. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me stop, let me stop. So, uh, I will give you my number, but no, nah, I'm not giving everybody my number. No, no, no. I think I, I think an email or an IG might be sufficient. Yeah, yeah, you can reach me via email or via my Instagram. So my Instagram is my name, which is Silvio S Y L V I O three one eight. Again, that's Silvio three one eight. So that's Silvio at Silvio is S Y L V I O three one eight. Now my email is also Silvio S Y L V I O but it's 18 at gmail.com. So Silvio18 at gmail.com and IG is Silvio318. All right. Well, Silvio, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. I mean, I learned, I didn't really learn too much about you. I think I got these, I think I got this information from Instagram. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm pretty well informed, but thank you for sharing about, uh, you know, the Black Business Walk, talking about it, starting it. Um, getting our community engaged, our business community particularly engaged and creating this platform where we can connect with one another. Um, and I look forward to seeing, you know, all of the amazing things that you do with this particular project. You're doing amazing things anyways, but this particular project, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how big it turns out. And again, just to let you know, it's not about me. It's I us. I know it's not about you, but still, somebody had to start it. We have to give that credit where it's due as well, too, you know? We have I know, I to. I'm just a humble guy. I, just, I never really like to take credit for things. I just want everyone to understand it's not a me thing. It's an us thing. So yes. if we all work together, we all can build and grow. Yes. And I, t and I support that message, my brother. But I am here on the outside to say, Silvio... Emmanuel, you know, this was a, a, a dream, a vision that with the help of others obviously came to fruition. It was executed, but we still have to give credit to the visionaries. And so you don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Thank you, Silvio. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Thank you oh, so man. much again, Silvio. Kisa? It's over? It's, I mean, Silvio. I know, all right. Silvio. Since you like to talk, Silvio, I will bring you back on the show. I think I'm over. I think I'm over. It's over. It's over. I'll bring you back. <laughs> I got things to do. I got things to do. <laughs> well, either way, we will schedule another appointment for you to be on this show. All right. All right. <laughs> Maybe we could bring you and Manny on together next time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'll let him know so we could be in the same room and then we could. But that's yes. a, lot, a lot of personality right there. Me and Manny, it's a lot of personality. Uh, listen, I told you, me and Manny, we had classes, several, multiple, like, together. I know about Manny and his personality. <laughs> I think, but that would be, you know what? It would be an interesting show. To say the least, oh, it yeah. would be an interesting show. Yeah, we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, either way, Silvio, again, thank you so much for making the time for me today. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to be here with me. <laughs> oh, thank you.
<laughs> and to everyone, again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And with that being said, I'll talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online.